Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. To our new listeners, welcome. To our old listeners, welcome back. Another episode of Magical Education awaits you. But first, we would like to say a few words. Nitwit, blubber, oddment, tweak. Podcast nine and three quarters topic of the week is... Is Dumbledore a good person? Hey there listeners, I'm Jem, and I think Dumbledore is a good person. And I'm Rhea, and I think he's a bad person. Alright, I think we should discuss first what makes a good person. Oh, that's a good idea. First, I have some points to make about, like, new media in the Harry Potter landscape we should talk about. Yeah, good nuts. Yeah. So, first of all, we said at the beginning of the year that we're done with new HP content, and we're sticking with that. So, neither of us have seen the new Secrets of Dumbledore movie that's come out, and we don't have any plans to see it. That's not going to be relevant to today's episode. But I do want to address the game, Hogwarts Legacy, that's coming out. So, we've said in the past that we were excited about this game and wanted to stream it. Basically, I just want to confirm that this will not be happening. (laughs) We're not doing that. Uh, There was a point where the game looked interesting and fun, but recent news about the storyline has made us realize that even if they're trying to distance themselves from JK and her current bullshit, this game's still going to be garbage. The game is, it's all about preventing a goblin uprising in the late 1800s. And to use a quote from the game... Uh, the goblins are attempting to overthrow the systems of power in place in the wizarding world. As they should. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and you have to stop them, which sucks and is bullshit, because the systems of power in place in the wizarding world are evil and racist. <laughs> That's the point. Mm. So, like, I don't want to play as an oppressor trying to stop a minority from achieving civil rights. Mm. Also, Grim. you have a house elf, so you get to play as a slave owner. Great. Perfect. Great. Exactly what I want. So yeah, this is just, it's terrible. And I think, I don't know enough about the creators, like the developers of the game, but I think either they are actively malicious or else they're so ignorant of the politics surrounding the franchise that their ignorance counts as maliciousness. Like there's a certain point where remaining ignorant of something is malicious. Mm -hmm. We're done with this game. We're not going to be talking about it anymore. We're not going to be playing it. Yeah, we're sticking by our no new HP content because it's all garbage these days. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. So enough about that. What does it take to be a good person? Well, a lesson some of us need to learn, apparently. <laughs> well, I mean, this is like a topic that could cover more than 12 weeks of philosophy class in uni, but I've <laughs> reduced it down to about two sentences. Cool. All right. A good person is not a perfect person. A good person is someone who learns from their mistakes and tries every day to improve themselves and the world around them. In brackets, improvements and morally good behavior should center around reducing harm to others in the short and long term. Because someone who tries to improve themselves and the world around them could be doing that by being like the best serial killer. Yeah. 
but like I'm focusing on actions that are morally good and trying to do what's good for people and society and yourself. Yeah, I'm going to be a good person by killing everyone who's bad. Yeah, yeah. no, that's not that's not what a good person is. Yeah, real fucking light yugami energy. <laughs> so I feel like you wrote that description to help yourself because the first thing was you don't have to be perfect. <laughs> no, that's generally what I believe. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> You think that a good person has to be perfect all the time and make only perfect choices and can never make a bad choice? Yes, that is what I think. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that, like, if I was going to be writing a description of a good person, probably one of the things I would include is, like, doesn't do bad things. Yeah, but people do bad things. Like, yeah, it just, like we do bad things because we don't know better or because it's the environment that we're raised in or we do it by accident. Mm. But a good person is someone who recognizes that they did a bad thing and makes amends for it okay. and tries not to do a bad thing again. <laughs> sure. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to concede that point. Like, I'm not going to argue against that. <laughs> Fine. My God. Anyway. <laughs> You're already so angry at me. <laughs> I mean, like... A good person doesn't do bad things. We have a Harry Potter podcast in the year of our Lord yeah. 2022. That means we're not good people by your logic. I guess. Which I, I fully agree with. I don't think I'm a good person. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm trying, but I wouldn't say I'm a good person. No, straight to hell for me. Anyway. All right, shall we begin? Yeah, do you want to start with good points or shall I argue that he's bad and you can argue with me? I tend to like create my points based on actual chronology. Chronology. Like, okay. I've gone through his life and sort of tried to group it into, like, going through, like, major actions and, like, do I think it's a good thing that he did? Or, like, can okay. I can I agree this is a good thing? Yeah, so you've got a better structure. I've just got, like, here's a list of shit that he did in the order that it occurred to me. So okay. let's start with you. <laughs> all right. So Albus, when he's young and all the shit happened with his dad um, killing some muggles for attacking his younger sister, mm-hmm. Albus learned to mention not to mention his sister or father in public when he was a young child to reduce suspicion or shame upon his family. Mm. I think this is the act of a good person who is trying to be protective of his family in an extremely nosy and small wizarding community that would likely institutionalize his younger sister if they found out the truth about her magical abilities. Yeah, it, but it definitely does lean into, like, why he's a massive secret keeper Yeah, as he grows older. Like, he just... If something's a problem, you just keep it to yourself. You yeah. keep it quiet. You don't tell anyone about it. You don't reach out for help. None of that. Yeah. Put it in your cap. <laughs> Put it in your... <laughs> Sweep it under the rug. Yeah. Bottle it all up and then one day you'll die. Yeah. Push it down. Don't tell anyone about it. Yeah. Look, I'm not going to judge him because he was probably literally 10 years old when this mm. was happening. Like literally a child and his entire family, his mother mainly, was saying, like, do not tell anyone about Ariana. Do not talk about your father and his reputation because everyone's like, oh, you guys are all muggle haters and you guys, like, your father was sent to prison for murdering some muggles. Mm. And so the the sort of dogma that he was getting is just don't talk about it. We don't want any suspicion against your younger sister. We don't want her being taken away. This is how you protect our family, by mm. keeping it all secret. Yeah, it's not great, but it's a difficult situation to be yeah. in. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a judgment on whether or not he's a good person here. It's just sort of explaining his psychology. And I think... The way that he would approach it is, I'm doing right by my family by being protective of them and not trying to institutionalize my sister or get them in trouble. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's just one thing. Um, he arrived at school with a bad reputation overhanging him as he was a sign of a prejudiced muggle hater, in, mm-hmm. in brackets. Re- he rebuffed the prejudiced purebloods who tried to prevent him, though. So, you know, he comes to school as a muggle hater, a bunch of prejudiced assholes are like, oh, cool, this guy's a muggle hater. Mm. And so they try and befriend him, and he's like, no, I don't want to be around you guys. That's the action of a good person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he he doesn't, he's not prejudiced against muggles. 
Yeah. Instead, he makes friends with Elpheus Dodge, who is pockmarked by dragon pox, and this apparently meant he was a social outcast. No one wanted to be around Elpheus Dodge because he might have been infectious and all this sort of stuff. Mm. But Albus is like, no, this is this guy's good, and he makes friends with him. Mm-hmm. Didn't Dumbledore have something to do with the curing of dragon's pox? We don't know. He found 12 uses for dragon's blood. We don't know if one of those was a cure. Oh, okay. I always assumed maybe, but I don't know where that came from. Yeah, I think I was misremembering the dragon blood thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at school, his academic excellence was about him discovering his own talents, for sure, but also he's the oldest son and the new breadwinner of his family. His mum is basically a full-time carer for his younger sister, and mm-hmm. he has to make sure that his family can be provided for in some way, shape, or form. This is the way that he can do that and secure a future for them. Okay. When you say that he's the breadwinner, he wasn't literally supporting his family while he was at No, Hogwarts. but, like, him, like, developing his skills and getting all these prospects and getting this attention is like, this is a young, potential, great mm-hmm. wizard. It mu- like it feels good because also he's getting the attention that he wants. He's like a young, talented guy. Mm. He's learning his own skills and discovering his own talents. But also it's like, well, you know, if I become successful and I'm able to secure a great living and secure a lot of security in society, then that helps my family too because I can provide for them. I disagree with that. He wanted to leave his family. Not at this stage. Well, depends when you're saying. If you're saying his when he's in Hogwarts school, career. when he's yeah. like uh, starting out in school, I'm not getting to that bit. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, but he does eventually lead towards. I don't. Wa- I don't want to deal with my sister anymore. I want to go. He wants to go yeah. off and do his own thing. He's all about his own grandeur. Yeah, that was never about trying to support his family. I think it definitely started as like this is great because I can be me and I get to learn new stuff and I get to flourish, but also I get to one day like provide for my family by this way. I can be like a like you know I can give them money and shit I disagree I think it was about trying to escape from his family not trying to care for them so when his mother dies um yeah he does resent having to stay behind in Godric's Hollow take care of his sister I would too Oh, like, of course. <laughs> like, it would suck because, you know, you have all these dreams. He wanted to go traveling around the world. It sucks for him that he has to stay with a family that is likely not the best family situation. Mm-hmm. Like, as I said before, he was raised with the idea that keeping secrets and keeping away from everyone is a way of protecting mm-hmm. us. So imagine living in that household. Yeah. His <laughs> like, sister is, like, someone who is dangerous and who needs full-time care. Yeah. yeah. It's a grim reality. He's not living a good life. And uh, that's no excuse for what happened and the way that he reacted with like I don't want to be here I'm feeling like I'm being tied down Mm. it's just it does give some insight into his thinking it doesn't excuse it it's just like you can relate to it a little bit like that would suck but um yeah he resents being there and so then that is um where he meets his fucking goth boyfriend Nazi (laughs) guy so Grindelwald comes into the picture Grindelwald is an extremely brilliant young man, just like himself. And so this is how Dumbledore gets seduced into the alt-right pipeline, for lack of a better term. Yeah, he gets and radicalized. So he gets radicalized, and he gets goes down the rabbit hole. So, what I want to say here, obviously, this is bad. This is the bad person yeah. time. Bad person time. Yeah. Um, this he, is where I make my points. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you want to start making points, or do you want me to continue? Uh, let, I'll let you finish your thought. Okay. Bad person time. Um, I just, the only thing I want to say here is, um, he does learn from his mistake. Like, this Mm. is the worst mistake of his life. Yeah. And then second point, like, I'll get more into that throughout the rest of my points. Like, we'll talk about exactly how he learns and exactly what he takes away from this experience. Mm -hmm. But I will just preface it by saying he does pull himself out of this with the help of his brother. Mm. He does make a complete turn in his life and it forever changes his entire attitude to every aspect of his life forever. Yeah. And puts him on a a completely different track in life. 
And um, yeah, he changes. My my second big point here is how he got pulled into the alt-right pipeline. Okay. The way that he got pulled into it was he was lonely, he was feeling completely disenfranchised, and he found someone who was intelligent and he could talk to and have a good time with. Mm-hmm. So he was looking for companionship. He was also in love. Yeah. <laughs> he fell in love with someone. He yeah, got he was completely, horny for Grindelwald. <laughs> he was fucking horned up. He was attracted to this guy. So I just wanted to point out... It's no excuse, obviously. It is absolutely no excuse. But I, I just want to point out an explanation for how this happened because I think it's a d- big difference to be looking for companionship and falling in love, and that's how you get pulled into an alt-right pipeline versus I hate muggles. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm joining an alt-right group because I hate muggles. And I felt trodden on my whole life, and it's muggles' fault, actually. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a big difference. It's a difference between Snape and Dumbledore for me. Okay, well, I'm going to make points there. Because there's similarities. There are similarities, but there is a distinct... And that's why when Aberforth does come to his brother and say, look, Gellert Grindelwald's a fuckhead and you're going down a wrong path. And also you're abandoning your duty to your sister. Mm -hmm. Albus has a moment of realisation. He's brought back to reality. He's like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I did fuck up. Mm -hmm. And when he goes to Grindelwald to say that, that's when things go wrong. Mm -hmm. So it is. it does take the intervention of his brother, but like... It's still Albus realizing that as well. Like, he knew it all along, but it took his brother saying to him, like, get out of your own head Mm -hmm. and look at the reality of the situation. (sighs) Snape was a different case. And I think that, like, there's a big difference there between, like, being seduced by love and wanting companionship and being seduced by I fucking hate muggles and it's their fault that my life sucks. Yeah. Like, there's a difference. I want to address more, more of this. Okay, because the idea of there's a difference in how they're radicalized effectively is true, they are. Yeah. Dumbledore didn't come at it from the angle of I hate moles and want to destroy them. Mm. But the idea of I'm so alone and I'm different and I can't relate to the people around me is absolutely a path. Yeah. It's a pi- pipeline to getting radicalized. Yeah, that's the same. It's the same logic as, you know, uh, I'm so intelligent and erudite and that's why women don't want me and that's why women mm-hmm. are bitches. It's exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Or like... Um, you know, I'm white, but for some reason I still have problems in my life, and that mm. means that it's black people's fault. Yeah. It's the same logic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just don't want to excuse him. Like, he was getting radicalized. It's, oh, I'm lonely, I'm so sad, lots of people are lonely. Yeah. <laughs> the solution isn't team up with Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. And in terms of he's the same as Snape, like, what I want... No, he's different for Snape. Yeah, the yeah. point that I want to make there, because I'm not just saying he's exactly the same, the point that I want to make is he's got the same sort of Snape pattern of behavior which is i'm fine with this until it affects me personally snape's like oh i'll be a death eater until lily's in danger dumbledore's like oh in theory all of grindelwald's politics and stuff are fine like let's go off and you know the world isn't doing things right but we're smart and powerful so we should be in charge and we'll fix everything and we'll make the world right he's on board with that up until it affects his own family until Ariana's in danger, until things are no. real for him. Ariana's in danger after he changes his mind. Oh, whatever. Until yeah. Ariana's <laughs> vulnerable because he has to leave her then. No. Like, the reason why he changed his mind is because his brother came to him and said, Gellert sucks and you have a responsibility <laughs> to your family. And Albus was like, yes, you're right. That wasn't him being like, oh, Grindelwald's coming for my family. Suddenly, like, I need to go against Grindelwald. I thought the argument broke out, like, while all of them were in the room. Like, no. as Dumbledore so was like, I'm ha- going. No, how it happened <laughs> was Aberforth comes to Dumbledore. Your boyfriend sucks. Muggles aren't bad. You need to take care of your sister. Dumbledore's like, fuck, you're right. Like, <laughs> fuck, you're so right. You know, I, like, I was thinking it all along, but I never, it never really, like... 
I just didn't admit it to myself. You know what? Yeah, you're right. Then he goes to Grindelwald, probably with Aberforth, mm. and is like, Grindelwald, I can't go with you. I can't go with mm-hmm. you on your grand journey around the world, whatever you're going to fucking do. And Grindelwald's like, get fucked. This is Aberforth's fault because Grindelwald's a fucking cunning little shit. Yeah. And attacks Aberforth with the Cruciatus Curse and Dumbledore instantly steps in to defend his brother because he's okay. like, oh my god, no. Um, that's how it went down. Okay, alright. I misremember that scene then. <laughs> that had to have happened at their home though, right? Because Ariana was there. Because yeah. she got involved. I'm assuming just different rooms, but like, it's... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like Grindelwald's downstairs with Ariana. <laughs> Grindelwald's downstairs with like a packed suitcase. Ariana's sitting awkwardly on a table or something <laughs> watching him. And then like Albus is upstairs packing his last 600 books into his bag. <laughs> and that before it's like, you fucking dumbass. Think about this for like two seconds. And then that's how it all goes down. Okay. That's how I think about it. All right. Yeah, that makes sense then, I guess. Yeah, there's a difference. And also, I just want to talk about this here. So... When his friend slash lover crush attacks his brother, Albus instantly jumps to, to his brother's defense, even though he and his brother haven't always had the strongest relationship before. Mm-hmm. And they probably had their own fights in the past. But it, it was a matter of, like, there wasn't even a moment to think about it. He was just like, no, I need to help my brother. Okay, so you don't see a version of reality where, like, he follows Grindelwald on his path into villainy. And, like, they end up basically as two dark wizards ruling the world together. Okay, so if Aberforth hadn't intervened and really said to Dumbledore, like, think about this, think about what you're doing, I still think that as soon as they got to a point where Grindelwald was torturing someone or mm. harming some muggle or harming some muggle or doing something kind of fucked, that mm. would be, Albus would be like, mm. <laughs> yeah. like, he would be like, no, I'm, I'm not okay with this and would instantly try and back down and then he would go to his family for support and they would pull him out as well. Yeah. Like, I don't think that he would be able to stomach what Grindelwald was going to do. Yeah. Grindelwald would have to be so sly to be like, I have to keep Albus away from all the violence and all the fucked up shit that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But I, even then, I don't think he'd be successful. Yeah. I think, yeah. The only way that I see it is like his love for Grindelwald and the sunk cost fallacy. If he had actually gone with Grindelwald and been like, you know, we're doing this, like we're basically a revolution yeah. is what they're trying to do. They're trying to take over the world and rule it better. Mm-hmm. I Realistically, there's no way to do that without creating an incredible amount of chaos and violence. Yeah. And as soon as that is actually spreading to the world and harming people, I think Dumbledore chickens out. Yeah, Dumbledore's like, bye. He's like, like, he leaves. Mm, no. Yeah. Even if he had gone with Grindelwald, I think eventually he would have left him. Yeah. But too bad there's no movie series that explores this in any depth. So <laughs> we'll, we'll never just, know. We'll never know. Yeah. We'll never know what might have happened. Uh, next point. Um, I think we should talk about the murder of Ariana. So mm-hmm. that was as much Albus's fault as it was Aberforth and Grindelwald's. We don't know whose spell hit who. Um, mm. It could have been any one of them. Albus is skilled, but it's unlikely that he could have been able to hold back both Aberforth from his rage and Grindelwald from his cunning to get out of the situation and cause harm. And Ariana, who's and just Ariana. chaos in the yeah. mix. He, no could, he couldn't have done that all at the same time to try and stop or reduce the violence before anyone got hurt. As soon as he stepped in to defend his brother from being tortured by Grindelwald by drawing his wand against Grindelwald, the fight was only going to escalate from there. Yeah. So even if like he'd stopped Grindelwald and been like, alright, stay back, there's no way Grindelwald wouldn't have just retaliated again and just kept yeah. going. I don't see that as anyone's fault, except Neither. other than Grindelwald, I guess, for initiating the fight. But as soon as yeah. the fight's happening, and as soon as you introduce Ariana, the rogue element, yeah. there's it's nobody's fault anymore. It's just yeah. chaos. But yeah. even then, even I though don't blame him for that. even though it wasn't particularly anyone's fault 
he still does hold responsibility for it for yeah. the rest of his life and blames himself, which I think shows that he's a good person. Mm. He has a guilty conscience and he carries that burden with him for the rest of the life, rest of his life. He doesn't yeah. know it's directly him, but he still thinks it's indirectly my fault. Yeah. It was my little sister. It was my responsibility to protect her. And he's right. It was yeah. his responsibility. He is the eldest brother, which means he has a duty of care towards both Aberforth and Ariana. And he failed. And he's the one who introduced Grindelwald into the situation. Mm -hmm. Grindelwald would not have been there if Dumbledore hadn't brought him into their home and into their lives. So he does have a burden of responsibility for what happened there, even if he didn't directly harm anyone. Yeah, It happened the way it happened, but I think that the way that he responded to it for the rest of his life is indicative of the fact that he is a good person who was completely scarred by that moment and carried the weight of that for the rest of his life to be like, I never want to be in a situation where I put someone in that moment again. Like, we'll get to it. But yeah. Mm, uh, I'm going to be honest, most of the evil shit that he does, in my opinion, happens later in life. So I'm willing to let a lot of this stuff slide. I don't think Um, the whole deal with Grindelwald was that bad. I think the stuff with Harry was pretty bad. Um, After Ariana is killed, he goes to Paris to study alchemy and stuff. So fine. Going to Paris after Ariana died to study alchemy. Giving his brother space. His brother doesn't need to be taken mm, giving care Giving his brother space. Yeah, well, I'm his brother. not finished. <laughs> giving his brother space. His brother doesn't need to be taken care of and the possibility could, and possibly could not stand aside of him. Would it have been better in the long run to stay with Aberforth and work through and heal together? Maybe so. I don't hold Albus too strongly for this though. He was probably only 19, deeply grieving himself and not sure how to best approach the situation. I don't think him moving away to grieve and give his angered brother space is the decision of someone who is a bad or selfish person. If anything, I see this as the actions of someone who feels incredibly guilty and responsible for what happened and thinks that it would just be better if he just left entirely because everything he touches turns to dust. Guilt, guilt and the weight of responsibility shows to me that this is a good person who is mourning, afraid, and deeply remorseful. I love how all of your points are so structured as if I'm going to attack all of them. <laughs> I don't think he's a bad person for leaving Aberforth. I definitely don't think that's, like, the best and only thing that he could have possibly done. No. But I, like, Aberforth's an adult at this point, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, or close enough. Yeah. It's on both of them. Yeah. Like, you know, you both have to be willing to heal and communicate with each other. If Aberforth just blamed Dumbledore for everything. Which he did. Which he did. For the rest of his life, too. It wasn't like he grew out of (laughs) it. And never wanted to reconcile. There's only so much that... Albus could have done but that said I don't think we see any evidence that he did try to reconcile with Aberforth I think he just avoided the problem for the rest of his life Mm. yeah which is not great no alright so recognising the power had a bad influence on him in the past so instead of going into a career that would give him more money security and power um, and despite the fact that there was offers being dropped at his door practically constantly, mm. he decided to go into teaching because here he could use his experience and talents to instead guide and help rather than pursuing power yeah. and glory. Yeah. I think that's is, a good person move. Mm, this is where I start to have problems with Dumbledore. I understand why he didn't seize power when he was offered a role at the Ministry of Magic. A lot of people do argue that that was a dereliction of duty and he should have taken on that responsibility because, like, you know, part of being a good person is doing things that you don't want to do because it's for the best. Much the same way as he should have taken responsibility for his sister and taken care of her. Like, maybe he should have stepped into a responsible role and taken care of a wizarding society at large. That might have prevented many problems. I don't necessarily see that as a thing. Like, I don't think the only way to be a good person is to be a fucking prime minister. But. Especially not in a society like that. 
Yeah. Like, well, here's the thing. A society like that, there's so many deep systemic issues in the wizarding world. Yeah. He would have had more power to address and remove some of those systemic issues if he was in politics. Maybe. He can change laws and make things better. Like, he has a lot of influence in the wizarding world. Like, we see that later mm-hmm. on. But there's no saying. Like, you can put a ripe fruit in a rotten, in a bunch of rotten fruit and it'll yeah. probably just affect it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> maybe. Maybe if you'd gone into politics, everything would have been worse, but maybe it would have been better. I tend to lean towards everything would be worse. He knows what he was like when he was seduced by power before. So he's making the moral decision to be like, I can't be trusted with that kind of power. I think I just need <laughs> to be like a guy that teaches kids how to do shit and fucking like does my magic and helps people do with their homework and stuff like well which is it did he learn his lesson when he was younger and grow and change and become a better person or is he like so weak in his ideals and values that he can't stand to be exposed to any possible source of corruption yes it's both yeah simultaneously yeah we all contain multitudes keep up like <laughs> bullshit no <laughs> can't be like oh i i've gotten too used to power no I've been exposed to power in the past and I can't be trusted with it again. Nah, that's bullshit. This is how people think. Have you never met a person? I've met a person. (laughs) I'm not saying Dumbledore is not a realistic, well-rounded person. I'm saying he's a bad person. (laughs) He can be both. Uh, Like, so many of the problems that we see in the Wizarding World come from, like, like stuck, bad-thinking politicians. I'm thinking of Fudge, most of all. Sure. Like, Lucius Malfoy has so much power because he just buys politicians he buys fudge yeah Dumbledore couldn't be bought he doesn't want money Mm. so that would address many of the problems that we see in the series sure I mean maybe I just like we can argue all we want about maybes and buts but we're looking right now at is he a good person based on what happens in the series not on the potential hypothetical where he becomes prime minister yeah I'm saying (laughs) and I'm saying that the choice to not become prime minister is a point towards bad person he should have taken more responsibility i disagree okay and also let's address that how he is as headmaster because the way that he fucking runs that school dereliction of duty duty of care he does not take care of the students he just doesn't he hires terrible teachers who don't do their jobs or who treat the students terribly Mm -hmm. he doesn't protect them properly like, this is the beginning of Dumbledore as a bad person, as far as I see it. Okay, sure. I mean, like, he does hire teachers for dumb reasons. Gilderoy Lockhart is a prime example. Yes. <laughs> the, yeah, but I'm not there yet. But like, We'll get there. <laughs> I think that he does a lot of good as a headmaster as well. He does. Look, people contain multitudes. He does definitely do good things, but he also does very evil things. So the idea that, like, I can't accept a position of power because I can't be trusted with power. Well, why could he be trusted with the school? Because he abuses that power. He wasn't initially headmaster, though. Like, he started as a teacher for many years. He did, but he worked And then graduated to becoming a headmaster. And he's not like, well, I can't be trusted as headmaster because I can't be in a position of power. He's not like, oh, I can't run the Order of the Phoenix, I can't fight Voldemort I can't be in a position of power. <laughs> it's just the power that he personally is comfortable with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's different forms of power. I think the power, that, the power positions that he chooses... Uh, what he believes to be morally good power positions. And then there's, like, the yeah. fucking government, which he's like, can't trust the government. But I which can is still- a vibe! <laughs> but I can be head of the Wizengamot. I can still be judge, jury, and executioner in the wizarding we legal system. Is that what the wizarding We don't know. What, what does it do? He was supreme mugwomp of the wizard Yeah. What we see of the wizard and we haven't done research into this, 
is Fudge is acting as Supreme Mugwump, and that's during Harry's trial. So he's the one who's leading the trial, who's like calling for a vote, presenting the evidence. That used to be Dumbledore. He did that in, okay. as far as we know, all trials. That's weird. Yeah, and this must have happened after the first Voldemort war, because during that time, Barty Crouch was running this. But after his son was exposed as a Death Eater, he was pushed aside, and we assume Dumbledore pushed into that position because he was opposing Voldemort from the beginning and people trusted him. That's what I think happened. So maybe it was him taking the position as a form of necessity because it was post-war, and he was, like, in a trusted position. And then as soon as Barty Crouch came along, or sorry, whoever, like... Cornelius Fudge. Oh, yeah, so never mind then. But, um... Yeah, that was after he was ousted when Voldemort came back, fifth book. okay. Whatever. (laughs) So, (laughs) Tom Riddle. This is just a point against, oh, I can't accept any position of power. Like, he did. He accepted tons of positions of power. Okay. But, like, it's (laughs) it's not about money. (laughs) No, sorry. It's about sending a message. And the message is, I am the judge of all crimes. I think we're talking about power on an institutional sense. I think... The power that was attracting Dumbledore initially was fucking magical prowess, right? It was glory and all that sort of, like, you know, I can be the, like, supreme ruler of the world because I'm the most magically powerful and all that Mm -hmm. sort of bullshit. So I think he shied away from that his entire life. Mm. Because, like, we haven't gotten to it yet, but even when he gets the Elder Wand, what's he use it for? Nothing. He just uses it for his normal wand. Yeah. He sets limits upon himself. Yeah. When theoretically his potential is limitless. He could have done anything. But he's like, yeah. well, I can't go for the big positions. I can't be Minister of Magic, but I can be Supreme Mugwomp. I can't be the Dark Lord, but I can be Headmaster and, sh- and Puppet Master all of the students and yeah. children. <laughs> Let's talk about Tom Riddle. Okay. I personally don't think Dumbledore could have done more to stop the rise of Voldemort. I think Voldemort is a product of nature. Like, I think that there's a great argument to be made that Maybe Voldemort could have changed mm. if he'd had enough nurturing and he had enough love. But wow. By the point that Dumbledore meets him, yeah. he's already a, like really far gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it, it would be fascinating. And I definitely want to talk about this in a future episode to like, is there a potential that Voldemort could have been changed and could have mm-hmm. become a good person? I think that's a really cool topic. But is it solely Dumbledore's responsibility? No. <laughs> like, I don't think there's much more he could have done. Like, the fact that Dumbledore picked up pretty much almost instantaneously instantaneously bad vibes and was like I'm gonna make sure that this kid I'm keeping an eye on him throughout all of his schooling and then when he comes back later in life after he's off being a Nazi in Romania yeah Dumbledore's like no I'm not letting you be a teacher like he Mm. he's probably one of the only people during Tom Riddle's rise that is like bad vibes child like this is like like I'm not gonna punish him and stuff like that but I'm just gonna keep an eye on him as he progresses yeah, like, I'm just going to watch him and do nothing. The actions of a good man. He doesn't do nothing. He makes sure he doesn't get hired at Hogwarts. He <laughs> Right. Well done. <laughs> well, he wouldn't have... He, he got less Death Eaters because of that and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all that's needed for evil triumph is for good men to do nothing. Okay. He doesn't do nothing, though. I just said what he did. And they also... <laughs> he also made sure that, like, uh, like, when Voldemort was getting a bunch of dark creatures... Like werewolves to mm-hmm. infect a bunch of children. He was making sure that Lupin could access schooling and stuff like that. He was doing the long term. He, he did lots of good during yeah, his time as he was promoting pro muggle stuff and like he learned Murmish and stuff. So he's like trying to make sure that like he sees it, he's a role model. He knows mm-hmm. he's a role model in the wizarding community, and he's always like, I'm always got to make sure that like the way that I'm being a role model is showing that we can live alongside muggles and we can live with muggle borns together and we can work together and we can all live as a community of 
magic together and because he know he can feel that something fucked up is gonna happen with this kid. <laughs> he's like Tom Riddle's bad. And okay. like yeah. He's doing stuff on the long term. Yeah, he has done lots of good things. I'm and also order the phoenix and yeah, yeah we'll get there let's, let's yeah. not rush ahead of ourselves okay <laughs> so i loved your point about nature versus nurture because i agree that if voldemort was a real life human being nature mm. versus nurture would really play a difference but as it is he was born evil and he died <laughs> evil yeah because that's how it works in harry Potter. genetic determinism yeah genetic determinism he was born as a loveless creature and that's how he died yeah so <laughs> i would love to say I really think Dumbledore should have interceded and done more. And I do think that. I think he should have done more, definitely. But, like... But what could he have done? Yeah, in a hypothetical situation where, like, he really took Voldemort... He really took Tom under his wing and he mentored him and he guided him and he did the best that he possibly could. Would Tom have still turned out to be Voldemort? Probably. I think probably yes. Yeah. He just maybe would have been a more subtle and maybe even more powerful version of Voldemort. Voldemort with a gun, you know? (laughs) I don't see Dumbledore as being responsible for the rise of Voldemort. I would have liked him to do more to stop it, but I don't know what he could have done. Yeah. I just think this whole I kept an eye on him is like a bit of bullshit because he just just sort of watched him grow in influence (laughs) and power and manipulate everyone around him and like do something. (laughs) You know, you just want to grab Dumbledore and shake him. Yeah, that's one of my moments for me. (sighs) My big problem here is, like, it feels like he's making the same mistakes again. Because he he just watched Grindelwald, he got seduced into Grindelwald's thing, and then he spent years watching Grindelwald's rise to power and doing nothing, because he was too in love with Grindelwald to do anything about it, and I will accept no other explanation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Forget blood per- packs or whatever the fuck. And then he did the same thing with Voldemort. He just watched Voldemort's rise to power and didn't do anything about it until it was too late, until you actually had to be fighting him in the streets to deal with it. Yeah. What if Harry had shown up to school and been like, I'm going to be the next Dark Lord? Would Dumbledore have just fucking watched him again? I think yes. I think he didn't fucking learn. I think like... Because that's what he does when he thinks Harry's going to be a hero. He's like, well, I'll I'll let him go after the Philosopher's Stone, and I'll let him do this, and I'll let him do that. That's not just watching. watching. That's not him. Like, you choose one. It's either okay. he's passive and just watching Harry become a hero, or he's leaving little seeds and clues and tricks. All right, for him. fair enough. Like, I'll, I'll give up on that point. <laughs> I do think that if if Harry had shown up and been sorted into Slytherin and started amassing minions mm. and like following the Voldemort tra- tra- trajectory. I do think Dumbledore probably would have just been like, well, there's nothing I could do. <laughs> no, Harry is his special boy. And he knows that <laughs> Harry's special because of the prophecy and My all this sort of stuff. My special one. <laughs> My special one. <laughs> yeah. So, um, if Harry had been sort like, this is a weird hypothetical, but if Harry had been sorted to Slytherin and started amassing minions, I think Dumbledore would have done something to try and pull strings and sway him towards the path of good and heroism because mm. he he's putting all of his hope and investments in Harry he's putting his life into making sure that this boy turns out to be the one to defeat yeah, the Dark he's kind of like this is my last chance this is it right. this is the last chance like I don't think I, I think you're wrong there I don't think he would have manipulated Harry back to the light one of two things he either would have been like well I gotta get Voldemort's soul out of this boy because it's turned him bad because that's the stupid answer or what he would have done is manipulated everyone around him to deal with Harry. <laughs> I think his also, classic move. 
there's also something to be said here about morality. Like, some people are very morally opposed to murder. Like, we know Dumbledore <laughs> never kills anyone. Uh, I've got points there. <laughs> Name someone he kills. Uh, I've got lots of people that he manipulated into dying. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's not the same. But, like, he doesn't directly kill anyone. And, like, I know that that's not the same. Like, that's the same for us. Like, you know, for me, yeah. if you manipulate someone into killing someone or manipulate someone into dying, that's the same as killing them. It's the same. But other people have very strict moral codes. <laughs> Dumbledore so, like, operates on um, Batman rules. <laughs> yeah. Like, push a guy out of a six-story building, he breaks all of his bones. It's not killing him. That's fine. If yeah. he dies of his injuries later, it's got nothing to do with me. <laughs> it's the same as fucking our flag means death. Like, technically I didn't shoot a man, but I did burn his entire ship down and left him stranded at sea. That's not killing him. Spoilers like, for our flag means death, I guess. <laughs> you know, okay, so like, Dumbledore has never directly killed anyone. And I think that, like, that's that might just be a morality thing for him. He doesn't want to kill someone because he understands the consequences it has on his soul. Yeah. And also he just thinks it's maybe a reprehensible act. <laughs> Everyone that he's... Oh, hang on. <laughs> You've made an interesting point there. He understands the consequences that he has on his soul. Therefore, it's fucked that he keeps manipulating other people into doing his killing for him. <laughs> he's like, keep my hands clean. I really don't think he's intentionally manipulating people to kill. Like, I don't think that's his... No, I don't think he's manipulating people to kill i think he's manipulating people to die and that's textual <laughs> sure that's fine but like if you die nothing i miss your soul you just move on to the afterlife great sweet <laughs> perfect eternal bliss anyway um but like <laughs> murder he's opposed to murder great. why is it controversial for me to say that Dumbledore is opposed to murder because he's a hero in a children's series yeah I the did. heroes are opposed to murder remember that time harry doesn't want to kill voldemort that's well no actually sorry that's not right i'm thinking of avatar last Edmund. Um, <laughs> and no, Harry still never he never cast the killing curse he never, he never kills Voldemort exactly. Voldemort dies by his own hand the good because guys, Harry's a good person exactly the good guys don't kill people the bad guys kill people it's as yeah. simple as that <laughs> okay should we talk more about Dumbledore manipulating people into dying sure <laughs> well, let's explore it I've got a list of people that Dumbledore I would say is at least partially responsible for the death of yeah I can see the list Ariana obviously yeah we've talked about this yeah. James and Lily he yeah. was so involved in that and we've explored it in depth. Done. I want to talk about that, though. Can we talk about James and Lily? Okay, let's talk about James and Lily. Takes the cloak away from them. He didn't know that would happen. The whole secret keeper thing was stupid. He knew that they were in danger because of the prophecy. I just think he didn't protect them good enough. I think he tried his best, honestly. <laughs> I think, like... You try your best, but you don't you succeed. You try your best, but you don't succeed. And the whole family dies. Um, but, like... Get what you want, but not what you need. <laughs> so... I think it's not it's not fucking solely Dumbledore's fault that James and Lily died. No, it's also their solely. fault. Like they trusted the wrong friend. That's on them. Yeah. They did they trusted a friend that didn't pass the vibe check. And also uh-huh. when Voldemort came knocking on the door, they yeah. just like, Oh, I'll just go run and fucking punch him in the face. Like, you know, they Have made flu yeah, get out of there. They made a lot of decisions. It was it wasn't Dumbledore's entire fault that James and Lily died. He does hold himself responsible for it because he's like I'm the puppet master and I could have like pulled the strings a different way but like ultimately things happen the way they happened and it yeah. wasn't like Dumbledore set out to be like oh fuck these guys I don't give a fuck about them I'm not gonna help them yeah. or like I'm gonna make sure they purposely die for my fucking goals yeah. no he Here's tried to do what he could to protect them but it just failed here's a list of people who are responsible for James and Lily's death in order of responsibility Voldemort Peter Pettigrew Snape James and Sirius I would say shared oh no wait sorry Snape yes yeah. Snape next 
James and Syria shared responsibility, then Dumbledore. Yeah. That's how I would list them. It's it's a fucking... The gang's all here. It's, yeah. it's a group project. It was a big, complicated thing. It's a group project. Dumbledore just, like, did the bibliography <laughs> at the end, and, like... You know, like... It's like, there's many steps where he could have been more helpful, <laughs> is my point. But so could other, you know? Snape, absolutely, he manipulated Snape to die. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's As like... As he should. Kill me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that points towards being a good person. <laughs> it's still a death that he orchestrated from beyond the grave. He's like, kill me, Snape, and then secretly Voldemort will kill you later. That's a surprise tool for later. Mm. Absolutely manipulated Harry into dying, raised him as a pig for slaughter. Yeah, yeah, that's manipulated cool. Voldemort into dying. Again, that's a point for him being a good person, but it's just... Did he manipulate Voldemort? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah, he set Harry, Harry up to kill him. That's yeah, the whole yeah, plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he manipulated Peter Pettigrew into dying. Did he? No, come on. Yeah, he's like, life debts are a thing where they aren't. We've done this whole thing. But... That wasn't... That was the laws of the universe. That wasn't Dumbledore being like, oh, I'm gonna give this fuck... What are you talking about? Dumbledore didn't orchestrate that. Yeah. Okay. We've had this episode before, but I think life debts aren't real. I think Dumbledore told a lie to Harry. And then he was like, to back up that lie later, oh, Peter Pettigrew will want to protect you now because he owes you a life debt. And then later, Harry's like, Peter Pettigrew, you owe me one because you got my parents killed and also you're responsible oh, I saved your life. And then Peter hesitates and then he dies. I think I would count that as Dumbledore orchestrating oh, come that. come on. That's a bit of a stretch. Look, <laughs> they get less good as we go down. <laughs> I've made my good points. I think that's such a fucking stress. Dumbledore being like, Harry, you showing mercy to someone is a good thing. And Harry, and Dumbledore trying to instill in Harry that like he shouldn't kill anyone that's that's a bad person because it's actually a bad thing to do. I think that's actually a good person move. And Dumbledore Master. I think that's actually Dumbledore like trying to comfort and help and guide this young boy on the right path. Mm. And not him like fucking pulling strings and orchestrating a death that's going to happen five years later. Like, come on! (laughs) If you don't think he's capable of it, that's fine. I think he is. My God. And here's the one that I have the least evidence for, and there's probably more that I've forgotten. But Charity Burbage, I reckon that Dumbledore got her killed. I reckon he sacrificed her. How? Because she was just like, found by Death Eaters. No, I think Snape lot let her get found, and I think Dumbledore told him to do it. He was already dead. Dumbledore was dead at that point. <laughs> I don't think it happened before that. <laughs> what? For what reason? Why? Because he's like meat for the grinder. Sometimes people have to die. No, that's bullshit. Other Fuck people have theorized this as well as me, so I'm saying it because I think it's a good. Other point. people have the wrong opinion on that. All right, fine. <laughs> Dumbledore helped Lupin. Lupin was a little boy. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to go to school, and Dumbledore made sure that he could go to school despite the fact that he was a werewolf. That's ah, a good person move. There's somebody who I forgot to add to my list of people that Dumbledore connects. No, the Dumbledore forces to serve him is the way that I should phrase that. Lupin. Yeah, he, he let make sure Lupin can go to school, and he comes up with options that Lupin can safely transform. He even builds a shrieking shack for fucking Lupin. Yeah. Like, that's nice. That's a good person move. Dumbledore collects... Lost, broken people who have nowhere to go, and he binds them to himself through loyalty. He does the exact same thing to Hagrid and Harry. The only person that it doesn't really work on is Sirius, because Sirius had, like, good friends who actually took care of him. And so Sirius is like, he doesn't trust Dumbledore as much as the others do. Maybe it's a found family thing. Maybe Dumbledore himself feels lost and disconnected and misunderstood, and so he just relates to people that are also like that. Yeah, he definitely does, but he also uses them. Yeah, he's been used his entire life. He's the brightest, most influential wizard. I think that's how, like... He's the world's most special boy until the new special boy is born. Yeah, younger and more beautiful. (laughs) Um, No, I think, like, 
I don't think that he's fucking <laughs> collecting strays to create an army. I think that he's literally, this is how, he's just trying to help these people. He's like genuinely feels for these people. He's trying to help them. He's trying to do good by them. And then, yes, that does f- create loyalty. It's, mm. I'm sorry that that's how things go. But maybe, like, you know, if someone's nice to me and does nice things for me and, like, looks after me when I need it, maybe I'll pay them back because I'm a nice person that likes to pay people back for doing nice things for me. Maybe. I don't think that that's that person manipulating me to do a nice thing for them in the future <laughs> after I've deceased ten years prior, but I'm pulling all these puppet strings. Like, come yeah, on. Things I say to my therapist. What if I'm tricking people into liking me by being nice to them? <laughs> maybe it's just about community and the fact that we like the majority of people have the moral decency to be like this person is nice and has done good things i want to pay that forward and i want to pay that back to them and also do good things and be a good person in the world maybe that's what he's fostering in people hope and kindness and solidarity and community and love rather than being a fucking mass manipulator gaslight queen who's gonna pull all the strings and make sure that he has an army of scraps and strays (laughs) to look after him out in his legacy come on stuff can do two things he absolutely (laughs) is being like hope and love and peace but he's also collecting lost and damaged people and binding them to binding them to him with loyalty he does the same thing to snape that's the most agarious oh no he does that for a reason yeah i know this is what i'm saying like he does this to snape we see him do it to snape yeah snape is lost and broken he's got nowhere to go and dumbledore's like come and serve me serve my goals but because it's, it's what you want it's what not, you need he's not doing that out of kindness no he's not I doing that out of kindness I think that's a very different no that, that's absolutely not he's not doing it out of kindness it's not the same so like it's not but the same but he does the same about. tactics to other people he's <laughs> like Hagrid's not. got nowhere to go so you can stay here live here at my school and I'll give you a job and then Hagrid is bound to him with loyalty forever he's got Hagrid in his pocket but and I, he uses Hagrid to do shit for him. He sends him out on jobs all the time. The because, same as what he does with Snape. That's because Hagrid, Hagrid is... That's his job. He works at the school. No. <laughs> like, there's I a mean, difference. <laughs> he does little secret things with him as well. Like, he sends him to go and get the Philosopher's Stone. He sends him to go and bargain with the giants. Yeah. Like, he uses him. Yeah. But, like, it's... Okay. The difference is, is that Dumbledore, definitely in the initial, and I would argue for a long time, is disgusted by Snape. Yeah, oh, <laughs> because of course. Snape's a reprehensible person. To the and, day he dies, he's disgusted with Snape. And he, so he's disgusted by Snape, and practically for the majority of their relationship, mm-hmm. he is constantly like, this guy is not a good person. There's only maybe a few moments where he's like, maybe we saw it too soon, blah. Uh, Fuck Have that. you come to okay. care for the boy? Yeah, 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 No. Yeah. No. <laughs> he's disgusted by Snape. He knows what Snape is and he can see that Snape is a bad person. Yeah. But the difference is, they're not comparable. They so, are. Like, no, they're not because... <sighs> Dumbledore <laughs> likes Hagrid and can see that Hagrid is a good person who is trying their best and they've got in a fucked up situation. He does what he can to help Hagrid and to make sure that Hagrid's life isn't ruined. And then, he also feels responsible because he knows Hagrid's innocent but he wasn't able to yeah, save him. Yeah, exactly. He makes sure that Hagrid can have a wand because he uses his elder wand to give Hagrid the transfigured umbrella. That's a nice thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the one thing that he uses his elder wand for is to make sure that someone else can have a wand back after <laughs> it was taken away from them. Yeah. That's a good thing. And so it's different to... So Hagrid going and fetching the Philosopher's Stone and going to get the giants and all this sort of stuff is very different to Dumbledore telling Snape, you need to do this and this, A plus B, all this sort of stuff. Because Dumbledore likes Hagrid, Hagrid likes Dumbledore back. It's it's, senses, it's like friendship and loyalty, but also Hagrid literally has a job, like he works mm-hmm. in school. But like the the... The giant thing, no one else could have done that but Hagrid. Mm-hmm. So I think... Same as with Lupin. He does the same thing with Lupin. Yeah. 
yeah, Lupin, I let you come to school with me. I'm such a great person. Now go out and recruit all the werewolves for me, even though that's dangerous and awful for you and you hate it. <laughs> but, like, they would have done it anyway. Like, even <laughs> if Dumbledore hadn't asked them to do it, they would have done it anyway because they knew that it was the right thing to do and they're good people and they're trying to do the right thing and they know that they have an in that no one else does. So, like, that's the difference. I don't think that you can really fucking compare oranges and apples with that. Like, I think... I will cop that. I think like... <laughs> the, the fundamental difference here is not Dumbledore's methods, because I think his methods are exactly the same no matter who he's manipulating. But the difference is that Hagrid, Lupin, and I was going to add Harry to this list as well, but we know how Harry is. Yeah. Are good people who would do the right thing anyway without being manipulated. That doesn't mean Dumbledore doesn't manipulate <laughs> them. He does. Oh my god, I just don't agree. Okay. This is just so off off topic, but he mm-hmm. helps students with their homework, even when he was a headmaster. Oh, great. He literally does his job. Cool. But he's a headmaster. It's not his job to help students with homework. Yeah. The teachers aren't meant to help <laughs> students with homework. But when he's a headmaster, he sets up like a Friday afternoon thing where students can come in who are struggling and he's like, oh, like, he tutors them, essentially. That's fine. That's nice. Like, <laughs> good, fine, c- consider, good. we've talked about how fucking derelict <laughs> this school is. We've talked about how fucking medieval and fucked this school is. The fact that there's, like, mm. tutoring with the principal to help you get your homework done is postmodern. <laughs> like, that is an okay. unbelievable asset to the school. Mm. And not only is he, like, a former teacher, but he's, like, a fucking the world's biggest genius. Yeah. Like, that's a privilege. If only there was someone in some kind of position of power who could make this school less medieval and terrible. If only. And improve the general conditions of the school. Can't be done. But there's no one. There's no one capable of such a thing. No. He founded the Order of the Phoenix. He founded Antifa, essentially. <laughs> Good to correct his mistake. Yeah, perfect. Um, protected Trelawney, even though he didn't like it very much. Does the right thing. That was about the fucking prophecy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Didn't he didn't protect Trelawney, even though he didn't like her. Like just out of the goodness of his heart, he no, did yeah, it to yeah. cover his own secrets. But he did, like, yeah, he he had to protect the prophecy and the secrets. But it's also like her life's in danger. Like if I if I'm not protecting her, no one else will. He could yeah. have protected the secret of the prophecy by withdrawing her memories and stuff like that, or, or doing killing her, yeah, or killing her, or doing anything else. But he's like, like, there was more villainous ways to go about it. He's I'll like, I'm going to make sure she has employment and a safe place to stay, and mm-hmm. I'm going to like keep her under my guard because she's a fucking target. Yeah, like another. He example. did a very good thing. Another example of let's bring a crazy person into the school who is a terrible Ooh. teacher and should not be here educating students because it serves my political agenda. Yeah, to be fair, he doesn't care about divination. So yeah. He doesn't care. If no He's one like, knows. this isn't real magic for some reason, <laughs> even though all the magic is fine. <laughs> Are we up to the beginning of the series yet? Yes. So I am just up to the beginning Good, of the series. Good, finally. Gave Harry to the Dursleys because he knew it would be the only way yes. that Harry would be safe. And let's continue on from there. No, we'll no, about it's my turn now. <laughs> Here, I've got a bunch of different lists of things that Dumbledore did. This is number one on just evil shit, the list. Mm -hmm. Leaving Harry in an abusive home. We've done this. Episode two. Listeners, go back. Don't. The audio quality is terrible, but my argument is solid. There is no good enough reason to knowingly allow a child to be abused. Anyone who does that is as monstrous as the abuser. I made that point then. I'll make it again now. (laughs) Ah, This is such a dereliction of duty. Children need protection. Dumbledore is in the position to protect Harry, not just as a bystander, as a teacher, as the one who placed him in the home and then goes out of his way to stop people who would take Harry from that situation, the Weasleys, from doing so. It's evil. That's an evil thing that he does. Mm-hmm. Next. So he protected... <laughs> There's no arguing with that. Like, 
It's evil. You've already done it. We've done yeah. that argument. The <laughs> only the only reason that he did it is because of the blood thing. Petunia's the only one. Blah, 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 uh, blah. The protection and it like, doesn't work. We know that there's a billion other ways that he could have done it. He could have literally just intervened in the Dursley home and been like, you guys need to be nice to this boy. Yeah. If he has to be with the Dursleys, Dumbledore could have been watching the Dursleys the whole time and making sure that they're nice to him. Yeah. But he didn't. He and shows no... up in book six and uses magic to intimidate the Dursleys and And that's good. And he does that post the abuse. He mm-hmm. should have done that day one. Yeah. Should have done that as soon as they put him in a cupboard. Mm-hmm. But no, whatever. Dereliction of duty. Yeah, there's no excuse for that. That's a point against me. He protected the Philosopher's Stone from getting into Voldemort's grasp. That was a good thing he did. Okay, good. Let's talk about the way he did that. Yeah. <laughs> because he's fucking sent children to do it. I just think the ends justified me. <laughs> This is number one on my puppet master list of bad things Dumbledore did. Fucking orchestrating that entire situation as a test for Harry to see if he's good enough to deal with Voldemort. We've said this many, many times. That's straight up what he did. Harry himself recognizes this at age 11. He just doesn't realize how terrible that is because he's 11 years old. And it works. And it worked. <laughs> yeah, ends justify the means. Nobody's ever said that who's a bad person. Someone had to do it. Someone had to make sure this <laughs> Someone boy- had to do it. This 11-year-old boy and his friends had to do it. I, Dumbledore, No, no, no. Couldn't. I mean, Dumbledore was the person who had to do it. He had to make sure that Harry was <laughs> fit for the job. He had to do it to him. He, no, he had to do it to him. He had to make sure that Harry was fit for the job. Take down Voldemort. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and also they were fine. Like they barely got a scratch on. Oh, them. they barely got mortally wounded. <laughs> they were fine. Ron barely died. Yeah, it's unclear how Ron got hurt. Like the horse that he was on got stabbed and then he just fell from like maybe a meter height. Like, come on, I can fall from a meter height and be fine. And crack your head on the floor and Yeah, get like, you know, it's fine. Like <laughs> Ron was fine because he's a tough little magic boy. Yeah. <laughs> Great, perfect. I think... Maybe I should smack Ron over the head with a bat, and that's fine because he didn't die. No, because the chess piece did it. If he did, it'd be fucked up. No, but it's fine to send Ron. Okay, so maybe I should send Ron through a gamut of people who might smack him with a thing just to test him. Yeah, no, it's the moral thing again. You're not directly hurting him. Yeah, I'm puppet mastering my yeah, way yeah, through yeah. it. If you're directly hurting them, it's wrong. But if you're indirectly doing it, that's that's then... fine and good. There's no morals there. Rhea says that's evil. No, not according to me. I'm saying according to the morals of the story. Okay. Oh. <laughs> let's just, Remember, let's I was just... talking about this before when you're like, oh, Dumbledore's killed people. I'm like, no, he fucking hasn't. He hasn't gone up to someone and shot them with a fucking killing gas. I remember. This was minutes ago. <laughs> I just oh like that you're foisting all responsibility for Dumbledore's actions and their moral weight onto JK. <laughs> well, if she wrote it in the books, then that's the way it is. And oh, I, I can't argue against it. It, it would be it impossible to do that. <laughs> Nobody could ever base an entire podcast on that premise. <laughs> I just think, like, okay, if we're looking at, like, is he doing the good thing here? <sighs> I think Dumbledore knows that Harry's going to go through it. Eh? Like, he, <laughs> if, like, Voldemort's coming back. He can tell that Harry's going to have a rough time. So the fact that he's testing him in a controlled environment, pretty good. Like, it's pretty good to make sure that he's up to scratch and that he's, like, a controlled environment. It's in the school. <laughs> Like a controlled environment with a plant that could kill him, a troll that could beat well, him to death. It's and his fault dog. that he didn't befriend Neville, isn't it? Like <laughs> he fucking missed that part. If he had befriended Neville, they wouldn't have been in danger in the fucking slightest. Yeah, <laughs> of course. You're right. There's no chance that he could have drunk poison during this test. No, Hermione was there. Oh yeah. <laughs> because an eleven year old could never make a mistake. No. 
Um, Dereliction of duty. <laughs> he teaches Harry about the dangers of the Mirror of Erised. That's a very responsible and good thing to do. Hey, this fucked up magical object that drives men insane. It's good to watch a boy look into it for several nights in a row. Yeah, he wants to see, like, he just... Cause he he needs... wants Harry to be strong enough and have the moral fortitude to turn away. And when he couldn't, he had to intervene. Yeah, well, I mean... Um... Have you ever knowingly endangered a child over a successive period of nights because you <laughs> wanted him to learn a lesson and only interceded when he didn't learn the lesson on his own? That's not how you teach children, Jem. Mm. You tell them the lesson and guide them through it because they're too small and their tiny brains can't do it on their own. <laughs> uh, let's see. He hires Lupin to help confirm his suspicions based on vibes. Let me explain. I wrote hires Lupin just to fuck around and find out. Yeah, that's the same thing. <laughs> so I think... I wrote this as a puppet master bad thing. You're I writing think it's it as a good thing. Puppet master good thing. Puppet because... master good thing. <laughs> good puppet master. <laughs> Like you said before, um, Dumbledore wasn't as close with Sirius, but I reckon he still got the vibes that Sirius was innocent, right? Yeah. He couldn't prove it, but He I knew something was sus. He knew something was sus. And I he think... did nothing with that knowledge for 12 years while an innocent man was in jail. What could he feasibly do? Investigate. <laughs> Ask Lupin what everyone, happened. Everyone involved in it is dead, basically. Except Lupin! <laughs> I reckon he probably did talk to Lupin, and Lupin says what he thought was true, which was that Sirius must have betrayed everyone. Hey, maybe something that he could have done if he was in some kind of position of power, such as Supreme Mugwump of the Wisgamot, been mm-hmm. like, hey, let's reopen all of these cases that went through without oh, a trial. Oh, come on, as if there's documents, as if there's cases in the wizarding world. As if there's documents, there's memories of the people who were there. We don't need <laughs> documents. It's magic. Who was there? Tell me who was there. Sirius! <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> They're not going to rely on him. See, on him. The po- there's no documents because there was no trial. Mm. He should be like, let's have a trial for these people. These people who have been sentenced to prison should have gotten a trial. It's my job as Mugwomp to give trials. He should have pushed for that. Okay. Well, honestly... <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a thing that he should have done. I just don't know what a Mugwomp is. <laughs> and I don't care. And neither do I, but I've said my opinion and that's what we're going with. <laughs> well, we don't know that that's what it is. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, assuming... Because we don't know what a fucking Mugwomp is, let me get into it. Alright. So, he could have... I think he suspected there was something up there. And I think when Sirius escaped, he knows that the only person that could possibly have anything to do with this or any sort of vibes, Lupin. So he hires Lupin, yeah. also because Lupin's down in his luck. But um, he hires Lupin. <laughs> yeah, but he's been down in his luck for a decade now and he hasn't done anything about it until it was convenient for him. Yeah, well, Gilderoy had his lesson learned and then it was time to find a new yeah, teacher. We, we skipped over Gilderoy. <laughs> we touched on Gilderoy before. Yeah. So it was fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Hiring Lockhart for personal revenge is a bad thing that he did. Yeah, yeah, that's the point against me. Good. So I, I just feel like we didn't fully emphasize the point that for my argument. It feels like you tried to gloss over it. Well, it's my job to gloss over and it's your job to do. <laughs> Good, I did. Job done. Fuck. Alright. Um where was I going with you fucking keep interrupting me. Let me finish. That's my job. No, it's not. Let me finish my point. So, um <laughs> he hires Lupin to confirm his suspicions based on vibes. He knows Lupin's probably the only one who could have some possible insight or in into this, so he makes sure that when Sirius Black escapes, he hires Lupin to be like, Well, if there's gonna be any justice served or any sort of innocence found, I should have Lupin here so that like, you know, Lupin can get to the bottom of it and I can help him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I think that's a bad thing. You think that's a good thing? I think it's a good thing. It helps get a man out of, like, well, not get a man out of prison. It helps, it helps reveal the innocence of an innocent man and make sure that Harry can be reunited with his godfather, etc. I really feel like you could have done more here. 
I also feel like he could have taken, like, Sirius basically confessed. He told the whole story to Dumbledore in the tower, and then Dumbledore's like, let's send some children to do some bull... Like, he could have just gone to the Wiscomot and presented that evidence. He has the memory of it. Yeah, but okay, this is before we know what the Wiscomont is. Yes. This is book three. This is book three. J.K. Rowling hadn't invented what the fucking Wiscomont is. Exactly. So we can't, and we also, we don't know what the Wiscomont is because we haven't researched it yet. We don't know what Supreme Mugwump can do. Fucking, in the fifth book, when Cornelius Fudge is Supreme Mugwump, we don't know how much of his powers are him being Supreme Mugwump and how much of his powers are him being a corrupt, tyrannical ruler of the government. So we don't understand exactly what the fucking Mugwump can do. So you can't keep going back to being like, oh, Dumbledore's the legal system. He's fucking not. Throughout the series, when is he the legal system? Like, if he was the legal system, exactly. Why wouldn't he have fucking done shit? Throughout the entire series. Because <laughs> he's evil. <laughs> I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. No, it's just because JK didn't invent it. It's because she didn't know how the legal system works because she hadn't written it yet. And she also didn't know that it was possible to keep memories and replay them because she hadn't invented that yet either. That's a book four invention. Exactly. So, And also, we, we don't 100% know what the actual, like role is of the Supreme Mugwump and yeah. whether that whether or not that was corrupted by Cornelius Fudge. So we don't know if he did have any actual institutional power to do something here Fine. beyond fucking around and making sure time travel happens and the kids save their godfather and save a bird as well. I'm willing to let that go even though I think I know what it is. <laughs> I don't. I 100% don't think I know what a Mugwump is. <laughs> I, I just do. <laughs> anyway. Um, believes Harry didn't put his name in the Goblet of Fire. Stays on Harry's side publicly after the return of Voldemort, despite the damage he does to his reputation, and ultimately leads to him being hunted down. Okay, skipping over endangering a child during the Triwizard Tournament. Yeah, yeah, he shouldn't have done. <laughs> Why that. would I talk about it? I'm asking. I'm arguing that he's a good person. Yeah, no, I'm bringing it up. <laughs> Do it then. It's canon to the movies that he knew that Harry that he just let Harry be in the tournament to see what would happen. Snape is the one who suggests it, and he does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happens. Good, yes. Bad thing that Dumbledore does. Endangers Harry just to see what's going to happen. Yep. He should have taken more responsibility and protected Harry from Voldemort. Yep, and well, all I can say is that he endangers Harry, but at least he does it under his eye. He's like, it's happening in my school, I'm watching the tournaments, I can intervene. That's all I can say. What else do you want me to fucking say? <laughs> I don't want you to say anything. You don't have to say anything, it's a point to me. <laughs> uh, defended Harry at trial and won. Took the blame for the Dumbledore's army. So that Harry wouldn't, and the children wouldn't be punished, and, yeah. and did that whole thing so that Marietta wouldn't be punished as well, and Harry wouldn't be punished. And yeah, and yeah. in doing so, was forced to leave the school and go on the run, and abandoned all of the children. Yeah, I don't think that's a good thing. I think like he fucking took it as it was. Like he was presented with an impossible situation in which Harry might have been fucking imprisoned. I don't know. How, I don't know what the laws were at this time, but Harry was in deep heat. So was this young girl. I think that he did what he could to protect the students, even though it was, like, not the best option. But, like, what else could he have done? What else could he have done to protect yeah. the students in that situation? He was going to be taken to Azkaban. Yes, fine. <laughs> ah, treatment of the Dursleys when he came to pick up Harry. I think that's good. I think it's bad. Don't use magic to harass and bully muggles. This it's is exactly what you don't stand for. It's different to what Fred and George did. It's very different. It is different to what Fred and George did, but it's still bad. I think it's good. I think if you abuse a child, then it's fine that you get tea poured on you. Yeah. Uh, straight up, like, we can kill child abusers. That's fine. It's still a bad thing to do. Killing child abusers is still murder. So yeah. is using magic to I'm not saying animals. you should kill a child. I'm saying you can pour tea on them. 
Yeah. That's what he's not killing the Dursleys. No, he's using magic to intimidate and harass them. Yeah. Which is still a bad thing, even if I think he's right to do so. I think, no, I think he can do a bad thing and it's good, actually. <laughs> Especially if it's against someone who's been doing bad things their entire life to oppress a little boy. Yeah, I just, that, he should have just done something about Harry, but we've done that. Skip over that. <laughs> um, spending a large majority of his life finding Horcruxes and destroying them himself as much as he could. That's a good thing. That's he was fine. doing a good thing for society and yeah. for everything like that. Not damning Snape for killing him, ensuring that Snape's soul would remain undamaged, even though this is a person that he thinks is despicable. He wants to make sure that Snape won't go to hell, or whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> won't go to the biblical Christian hell, yeah. which exists in Harry Potter. Yeah, we've, I've talked about how we manipulated Snape into dying. He drinks the evil soup, because of he doesn't want Harry to drink the evil soup. Yep. And of course, yeah, that's a good thing to do. That's fine. Yeah, don't <laughs> endanger him even more than you already have throughout the many years. Um, allowing himself to be killed also likely protects a lot of people in the school from being killed by Death Eaters while they were trying to duel him or hunt him down. Okay. I want to talk about more about the way that Dumbledore approached and treated his own death. Mm-hmm. Because he knew that that was coming and he didn't do shit about it. He should have warned people that he was close to that he was dying and let them prepare for it. Not like for an emotional reason, but because they have to fight a war after he's gone. But don't you know that to protect people, you have to keep secrets and you have to make sure that you don't tell anyone things. That's that what Dumbledore knows. Exactly. Maybe you should grow the fuck up, Dumbledore. It's been 150 <laughs> years. Move on. <laughs> Also, the secret of Voldemort having Horcruxes was kind of important to keep exclusive. That was an important secret, yes. I re- I really, really wish that Dumbledore had managed to pass that along to someone other than a 17-year-old and his two friends. But look, there were constraints in the situation. But I just think that, like, McGonagall was kept in the dark about everything. She was his second-in-command both at the school and in the Order of the Phoenix, and she didn't know shit about anything. Did Dumbledore have any sort of strategy, any tactics for how he was fighting this war against Voldemort? Or was it all put on Harry? It was all put on Harry. It was all put on yeah. Harry. That's bullshit. Do a better job, Dumbledore. <laughs> have a multi-pronged defense. Don't put all of your eggs in this basket. A basket that you know you're setting up to die. That was a bad job that he did. He should have told more people. And like, just... He just left no instructions. He left no instructions to anyone in the Order of Phoenix. Lupin's like, Dumbledore told me that Harry's the best hope we have. Put your trust in him. Give better instructions. All they were told was take care of Harry. He never fucking told Harry how to destroy a Horcrux. Fair enough that he didn't know where all of the Horcruxes were and how to find them. But he straight up didn't tell Harry anything about Horcruxes, the thing that he knew Harry would have to track down and destroy to defeat Voldemort. He's like, it all hangs on this. And he didn't tell him anything about them. Do your job as a teacher and educate the youth in how to deal with this. Instead, he's like, oh, here are the tools that they'll need. And I'm going to leave a complicated series of riddles in my will because I know (laughs) I'm dying. And I have a chance to orchestrate all of this ahead of time. Instead of being like, oh, I I give you the sword, Harry, in my will. Just fucking hand it to him. He knew he was going to die. Just give him the sword. You'll need this to destroy Horcruxes, he says, as he passes Harry the sword. <laughs> Keep it somewhere safe where the government can't get it. You don't need to win it because you already did when you were 12. <laughs> I just think he's dropping hairpins. <laughs> I he just, can't tell someone straight up. He's like, you know, I gotta leave little clues. And it's I've gotta, gotta be riddles. It's, it's gotta be tricks. Yeah, yeah. Riddle me this, say, eh, Potter. I just think, 
like, is it wrong? Maybe. Is it iconic? Yes. And does it educate the children in the long run? Because they're getting an education by figuring out themselves, oh. not being spoon-fed the information. Yeah, I'm not teaching Harry how to destroy Voldemort. I'm teaching Harry how to problem-solve. Give a man a fish, he eats the fish. Give a man a fishing rod, he eats the fishing rod. <laughs> it's as simple as that. <laughs> Fucking hell. That was him doing a bad job. Do better, Dumbledore. I mean, he, arguably he did a good job because it worked. <laughs> <laughs> it all came, it all fell into place. All the strings and the puppets fell into place and everything happened exactly as Dumbledore said it would happen and you would need it to happen. That is exactly the same as being like, well, putting Harry in an abusive home was good because it worked. He was safe. <laughs> no, it's not good just because it worked. <laughs> not at all. It's for the greater good. <laughs> He um, never learned. <laughs> he, last point, he ensured Draco didn't have to kill him. Perfect. Yeah, yeah another thing, another child saved by Dumbledore's mercy. Let's yeah. talk about things that he also didn't do. We've gone through a lot of my points while you've been talking, which is what I was hoping would happen. Uh, lying and keeping secrets all the time from the people he most trust. Let's talk about the ones that we haven't talked about. Lying to Harry about his connection to Voldemort. Mm-hmm. At first he's like, oh, he's too young, blah, blah, blah. And then he later admits himself that was a mistake. He should never have done that. Yeah. He should have told Harry no later than the beginning of fourth book. When there were stirrings that Voldemort's coming back, when Harry's having dreams about Voldemort, he should have just told him this shit. Mm-hmm. He really, really kept Harry in the dark and fed him riddles and bullshit when he should have just been upfront about him. About but then, everything that was happening. So here. yeah, he made a mistake. He admitted that at the end of the fifth book. And he did it because he wanted to make sure that Harry's life was as easy as it could be. Because he cared for the boy. But then, what did I say at the beginning? What makes a good person? They make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not perfect people. They can make mistakes, but they, they learn from that mistake. And he did. The sixth book, he spent so much time training Harry and giving Harry information. And not giving him all the information. <laughs> not telling him to destroy Horcruxes. He did the same exact shit again. And also... He cared about Harry, sure. Yeah. But he never really, really trusted Harry. Because he never told Harry anything personal about himself. Like, all the way back to Harry's asking him about the mirror of error said, and no, I don't expect him to dump all of his intimate personal family trauma on Harry. Sure. Yeah. But, like, as simple as I also see loved ones I've lost. Like, a moment of connection with Harry. That would have been great. He said he has to be, mm. like, making a funny little joke about socks. Oh, I'm such a kooky old man. But don't you know, to protect people, you have to keep all your secrets inside yeah. <laughs> and never tell anyone. See, he never trusts Harry because he, he tells... Okay. This is the difference between treating Harry as a person and treating Harry as a tool. Yeah. Dumbledore treats Harry as a tool because he gives him instructions and he gives him a mission and he sends him off. He doesn't treat him as a person because trusting him involves being vulnerable when you trust someone, you open yourself up to harm. And mm-hmm. Dumbledore never does that. He never lets anyone in. This is why he doesn't tell McGonagall or Lupin shit. Mm-hmm. But also he... he can't because he's worried that Harry's a Horcrux. And what if Harry learns too much and then like the Voldemort part learns more about Dumbledore and then uses that to win the war and stuff like Bullshit. that. Bullshit. Bullshit mistakes. Train Harry in occlumency if you're worried about that. But he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Well, he can't because Voldemort can get into his mind. He can't because it's easy. (laughs) Yeah, he could have done it from fucking age 11. He could have been like Harry. Private lessons with Dumbledore where you learn occlumency because you're special. 
but he didn't want to do it because he wanted Harry to have a, a good and happy life, even though he knew that was impossible from day one because he was raising him as a pig to the slaughter. Dumbledore did evil shit. The pig never sees the knife. A happy pig never sees a knife before. Oh, great. Uh. I'm so glad Harry got to be a happy pig. <laughs> That's exactly what our boy deserved. You know what? You know what he is? That's some pig right there. <laughs> No. Dumbledore was too worried about anyone seeing him in a negative light. He just kept all of his secrets locked up. Mm-hmm. Because he was a puppet master who manipulated everyone. Also, let's talk about keeping Snape's secret. He keeps telling everyone who asks, we can trust Snape. We can trust Snape. We know that that's bullshit. You can't trust Snape. The only reason why he keeps Snape in the school is because he's got dirt on Snape and he can manipulate him and he can force him to do anything he wants. Snape is his pawn in the school. Mm-hmm. For that to be the case, Snape has to be in the school. So therefore, Dumbledore is exposing all of the children to Snape's horrible, abusive behaviour that he never does shit about. He should be like, hey Snape, don't poison the students. Hey Snape, stop unfairly favouring the houses more so than is an expected part of your job as a teacher, because they all do that bullshit. He allows this horrible person to be horrible in the school, dereliction of his duty of care to the students. Yep, I can't argue with that. I, like, you know, I can't possibly say that Snape is okay to do yeah. what he does. Look, some of your points I have to let slide. Here are some of mine that you have to let slide. <laughs> <laughs> now let's go on to my just evil shit list. <laughs> We've done most of it, but the two most heinous things that he does, aside from leaving Harry in the abusive home, are ignoring Harry for a year, mm. the abused orphan who has just been through the most traumatic event ever. Mental health doesn't exist. Has yeah. the weight of the world on his shoulders, in no small part because Dumbledore put it there. Oh, what should I do? I should isolate him and leave him alone to deal with it all on his own. That'll yeah, go yeah. well. Leaving like a father, running like water. Yeah. yeah. He, <laughs> Harry could have very easily snapped under the pressure of that, just fucking lost his mind or else lashed out and hurt somebody or himself. Mm-hmm. Things that almost definitely happened. Or... He could have turned evil. He could have just gone dark, because that's a thing that happens. Yeah. But also, it left him open to being controlled and manipulated by Voldemort, which is what happens in the book. Failure. Dumbledore yeah. should have done better. He failed. And for, and final, my final point, the most evil thing that Dumbledore ever did, raised Harry like a pig for the slaughter. Yeah. Again, textual. He doesn't even deny it. Yeah. Snape is like, you've raised him as a pig for the slaughter, and Dumbledore deflects. He's <laughs> like, oh, you care about the boy now? <laughs> Straight up. Oh, like, you fucking pussy? You care about him? <laughs> oh, big man here cares about the boy being raised like a pig for slaughter. Go fuck yourself, you little pussy. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbledore is like, oh, I'm a puppet master. Nobody can ever think ill of me. Let's just change the subject. Let's talk about your feelings, Severus, instead of how I am raising this boy like a pig for the slaughter. Doesn't even deny it. The bastard. Gaslight gatekeep garbage. What can I say? It is evil. It is the things that he does to Harry is evil. Fighting a war with children is evil. Using Harry as a pawn to defeat Voldemort is evil. Manipulating and lying to everyone around you as some grand chess game because you never got over the trauma of your own childhood is an evil thing to do. I don't think it's because he never got over the trauma of his own childhood. I think it's because you have been he saying had, the no. entire time the reason he doesn't reach out and get help I, from other I'm people joking. is because of what okay, happened. Okay, let me say I'm not finished. All right. The reason why he did what he did is not because of the trauma of his childhood. It's because he had to do it to save the world. But the way that he did the it way that he did is it. because of the trauma of his childhood. Let's yeah. not forget. Thank <laughs> you. 
Okay. <laughs> in conclusion. <laughs> in conclusion, Dumbledore is a deeply morally grey character who does both good and bad things, and you can't say one way or the other if he's good or evil, but he definitely is daft and he definitely is dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I've been Jem, and uh, he's probably the most evil gay character, do you think? <laughs> Oh wait, wait, maybe there's more evil gay characters I can think of off the top of my head. Oh yeah, let's just go through all the queer characters in Harry Potter. No, no, I meant just in the the canon. Oh, just in the world? Yeah. (laughs) Well, the most evil gay character of all time is me. (laughs) Maybe he's evil because he's gay. (laughs) Have we considered that? Have we considered the reason why he lies and manipulates and doesn't let anyone in is because he's gay? Yeah. Yeah, of course. That's meta, that's textual. Good. I've been Rhea, and Dumbledore being evil just wasn't relevant to Harry's journey. (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you want to support us or get in touch, the links to our social media and Patreon are in the show notes. Please feel free to send us so many messages that we go mad and run away to a hut on a rock in the middle of the sea just to avoid them. You'll hear from us again in two weeks' time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.